Just briefly, on about Iran, I watched a really good documentary. Um, it's called Sheep Among Wolves, um, and it just talks about the persecution in Iran and how individuals, um, yeah, how the church is growing and how it is the fastest growing church in the world. Perfect. So to start off with a show of hands, um, who here at one point in their life has seen a piece of artwork like this and to some extent praised the artist or praised the art? Because um, I definitely have. Um, so this is a piece of artwork drawn by my four-year-old goddaughter. Um, and as we can clearly see, this is not perfection. But, like, if we put this next to the Mona Lisa, you'd be like, there's a clear favorite. But the point I'm trying to get at is, as parents, we don't care about perfection. We care about the child and encouraging the child to grow and encouraging the child to, to be creative and encouraging the child in all sorts of aspects of what we do. Um, yes, and I, the same is so true of God. The same is true of God. Um, in Romans 8, it says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, and that we are heirs and co-heirs Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And as a child of God, our Heavenly Father, he doesn't care about perfection. But he cares about obedience. Um, and when he says paint, he doesn't care about how big the canvas is. He doesn't care how, if it is perfection or if it isn't. He just wants us to, to pick up a paintbrush and paint. If he says go... We should just go. If he says, sit with me in my presence, we should just sit still and just be with him. So yeah, as we've been talking about, um, we're going to be talking about children today. Um, we're going to be looking at Matthew 19, verses 13 to 15. Um, I'll be going through a lot of scripture today. Um, so if you want to grab a Bible, please do. I'll give you a moment to do that. Um, otherwise, a lot of it should be on the screens as well. So Jesus is here with his disciples just talking to many different people. Um, that's where the passage picks up from. Um, so then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and to pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When Jesus had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. I'm just going to read that again, because it's quite a short passage. Um, then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. So yeah, I'm just going to pray um, that God would speak to us through this passage and through what, whatever words I say as well. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Help us to, to know what your spirit is speaking to each one of us individually today. Yeah. Open our hearts and open our ears to, 
to be attentive to your truth this evening and attentive to your spirit. Amen. So I think to understand my main point, um, I just want to cover two side points quite briefly. Um, So the first point is when it says little children, um, the general consensus um, through commentaries is that it's children under the age of seven, um, so quite young. Um, So whenever I say child or kid or whatever other word I use tonight, um, think about a four- to six-year-old rather than like an 11- or 12-year-old. And then secondly, I just want to touch briefly on what the kingdom of heaven is. Um, So Colossians 1.13 says... God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So through Christ's blood, um, we have been taken from the kingdom of darkness and we've been placed into the kingdom of light. Um, And because of that, we now have access to so many qualities of the kingdom of heaven, um, like life, light, joy, peace, hope, healing, and abundance that we no longer had when we were living in the kingdom of darkness. So Christ picked us up, and through his death and, uh, and resurrection, he has enabled us to, to, achieve, to be in the kingdom of heaven. Um, but then we read this passage, um, and, the king, and this passage says, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Um, such as these referring to the children. So the kingdom of heaven belongs to these little children. So what does that mean? Um, and then also, if you want to have a look, in Matthew 18, verse 3, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So for, for us, what does it mean to be like little children? How can we belong to this kingdom of heaven? How can we belong to, to life, light, joy, peace, hope, healing, and abundance? And how can we step into that away from the kingdom of darkness? So the question we have to ask ourselves is, Jesus is clearly not talking of physical age, but he's talking of our hearts and our character. Um, so what ways can we change our hearts uh, to become like little children? Um, so while I was uh, praying and just thinking about this, um, two main points came to mind. Um, there are many different ways in which we can become like little children. Um, and as I read that passage, you may have gone off on your own different tangent, and that's perfect as well. Um, and let the Spirit speak to you through that. But the two things I want to talk about today is how do we listen to authority, firstly, um, and then secondly, how do we deal with worry and anxiety? So, yeah. So when you have a little baby, for example, um, a mother imprints on the baby and there's a, there's a bond that's formed um, and there's a bond that enables the child to, to have complete trust in the parent. Um, complete trust in in the parent. The child knows that 
if it wants food, it goes to the mother. If it wants nurturing, it goes to the mother. If it wants protection, it stays in the family with the mother and father. A child knows that from birth. Um, and as children grow up, they, they stay in that for some sense. They, they do listen to their parents and they do follow what their parents are saying. But as children grow up, and, uh, as we get older and older, we start to dismiss what our parents are saying. We start to dismiss what their opinion and we have other understanding, other logic, other reasoning that will tell us to do something completely different we'll have other voices telling us to do something else. And I believe that, that this is the same with us and God. Like, God is wanting us to become little children again. He's wanting us to, to put aside those other voices and just come back and listen to him. Listen to, to what he's telling us to do. Not let other people's voices or logic or understanding distract us from from what he is saying. Um, in Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Yeah, we're people, to, we are people who are supposed to put logic and understanding to the side, but in, but in all our ways, trust God and trust that he knows best. Like, we don't listen to God because of what he says. We listen to God because he's the one who's saying it. It's not about what he's saying. It's about the person who says it. Like as little children, we don't listen to our parents because of what they're saying. We listen to them because of who they are and their, their place in our lives. And there are countless examples um, of this in Scripture. So I just want to pick up on... On two, um, the first one that came to mind was Joshua when he came to the walls of Jericho, um, and he heard the voice of the Lord saying to walk around the rules and walk around the walls instead of just send out an attack and just knock down the walls any normal way. Um, and then after seven days and after the blasting of the trumpets, the walls came crashing down. Like without trusting God and without putting aside that understanding and that logic, Joshua would, wouldn't have been able to break those walls down. But it was through trusting the voice of God that it makes sense. Um, and then the next passage I want to look at is uh, Mark 22 to 26. So Jesus is once again out with his disciples. Um, and I'll just read it. And, and they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were open, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Like, if you ever speak to a doctor, they're not going to tell you. If you ask them, how, how do you give healing to someone's sight? They're never going to say, spit in his eyes. Like, I can guarantee you that. But Jesus was dwelling in the Father, and he was abiding in the Father, and he felt 
and he heard God say, do this. And he trusted and, and through the trust, he didn't lean on his own understanding, but he trusted God. And that brought about the healing. So when our father speaks, do we listen? Or do we let other voices interfere? Um, and then the second point I want to talk about um, is how do we deal with worry and anxiety? So, yeah, another little story. So if you take a child to the shops, um, they will never check the price of the item that they want. They will just go grab it from the shelf and they'll be like, Daddy or Mummy, can I get this? And the reality is they're not, the parent is then stood there with a choice. The parent is asking the questions all in their head at supersonic speed. Um, is this going to be helpful for the child? Is this a good gift for the child? Should I be get, buying this child a gift? Can I financially afford this gift? All these questions are going through the parent's mind. But all that time, the child has just stood there, and the child is just expectant, waiting for an answer, full of hope, just waiting Will my parents say yes? And I think the same is so true of God, our Father. Like, we need to once again become like little children. We need to not come to him expectant, full of hope, and wait and let him deal with all those questions, all those worries, all those concerns. Like, is there enough money? And just come back to him and yeah as, as, as Paul writes to throw all our anxieties and our worries on Jesus because he cares for us um, and here's just another passage um, that I just wanted to read why do you worry about clothes see how the flowers of the field grow they do not labor or spin yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these like Solomon, the most wealthiest and wisest guy in ancient Israel, he could have any clothes he wants, but God's saying that the, the flowers of the field are dressed more perfect than him. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how, will he much, not much more clothe you? And then in this same passage later on, um, Jesus continues to speak and he says, but, but, so like referring to the worry, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So as we seek his kingdom, as we become like little children and throw off that anxiety to Jesus, as we just pick up that anxiety and just throw it to Jesus, then we can step into that kingdom. We can become like little children and the kingdom of heaven belongs to us. So I've shared a lot scripturally. I'm now just going to share a couple of stories on both of those points um, about my own life and what's been going on in my life. And I feel like it's so easy to say all this stuff. It's so easy to be like, well, yes, we need to listen to God, listen to what God says, and just follow that. 
and we need to throw all our anxiety on Jesus, but the reality is it's, it's not that easy. Um, and hopefully through my stories, um, that will help you to be able to think about situations in your own life where you can become like little children and you can inherit the kingdom of God and receive all these blessings. Um, so the first story I wanted to share um, was on listening to authority. Um, so as most of you know, um, I run a bakery. Um, and as part of that, I have to do marketing, which for me is one of the things I hate most about the job, but that's fine. Um, but so one time I was out flyering, um, just putting flies through people's doors, and I was feeling really discouraged because I'd fly a whole road, fly a hundred houses, and if I was lucky, one or two people would put in an order. But for the most part, no one would do anything. Um, and as I was out one day, I just felt the Lord say, fly uh, this road. Like, he gave me a particular name of road, and I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. Um, but, but I shouldn't have straight away. But yeah, so for like a couple of weeks, I was just doing other roads, flying other roads, but that, that one road kept on coming back to me. And as I, eventually I submitted to the will of God and I went and flied that one road. And when I flied that road, I got five to ten orders. And I was like, this is what God's talking about. Like when we become little children, we will see the fruits of the kingdom of heaven. And we will see abundance. We will see a blessing. We will see hope. And it's just like, how in all our lives, whatever we're doing, how do we just listen to, to him? How do we discern his voice and be like, okay, I'm going to go. And as we do that and trust in our heavenly father, we'll know that, that he, what he does is best. And then the second, oh, the second story I want to, was that me? Ooh, I don't know. Um, the second story I want to talk about is my second point, which is worry and anxiety, how we deal with it. Um, so this week I've been on a Christian camp sort of thing, um, just been away for the week. And on Friday night, we were doing ministry, and there was just something that I just felt off about. And I was like, they didn't do that um, in a way that was of God. Um, I just felt in my heart pain, and I felt that there was some some level of manipulation in the room, and I just I didn't feel comfortable at all. And I spent five ten minutes running around my head, and I was like, I'm not okay with this. This isn't right. And my first response was to go find someone, go find someone in a place of leadership, um, and talk to them about it, and like. Yeah, just find a resolution that way. And I walked around, couldn't find anyone for about five, ten minutes. And like, although at the moment, in the moment, I was like, this is really annoying, I need to find someone. Like, that was such a blessing. Um, because then the Lord just said, take it to me, bring it to me. And like, my notes and what I'd been preparing just kept on speaking to me and was like, cast all your worry and anxiety on me because I care for you. Um, so I, I jumped in the car, 
drove somewhere quiet, um, got some space, and I just sat in my car, pictured Jesus being in the passenger seat, and just started talking to him. I was like, was this right? Was this of you? Like, why is there pain in my heart? Like, why did this hurt me? And I just unloaded on Jesus. I didn't, I didn't get an answer. He didn't say, yeah, that was definitely not of me. That was of me. This is what they should have done. I didn't get any of that. But as I just speak, spoke to him and as I drew near to him, he led me on a process um, that brought me to peace. He took me to a place where I could forgive these two people, that I could pray blessings over them despite what they'd done, despite my opinions on them. But I would be able to forgive them and pray blessings on them. And that brought me peace. And that's what I'm talking about. Whenever something happens in our life, we just need to bring it to Jesus. Take that time to just set aside and just talk to him. Talk through that that hurt, that pain. And he will give you peace. Like later on in the evening after I'd done that, the enemy just kept on being like, oh, you think about this. And I was like, no. I brought it to Jesus. I didn't, I didn't then need to go and talk to someone. I didn't need to, to gossip about it or complain or vent to someone because I'd, I'd spoken to my Lord and I'd thrown and lifted all these burdens and anxieties and just put them on him. And he gave me back peace. And... As we do this, as we become like little children, then God will just give us those things of the kingdom. He will give us peace. He will give us joy. He will give us hope. So yeah, how do we firstly listen to authority? How do we listen to God? And then secondly, how do we deal with worry and anxiety? Because if we are to be like little children, if we are to be his little children, children of the living God, then what should we be doing? How should we be living? And, and in asking the question, how do I become like a little child? Like, maybe those two points were really helpful for you, or like one particular was, or maybe you went off and thought about something completely else, different, and God's really just been ministering to you about that particular thing. But whatever God's been speaking to you about, I just want to give some time to just let God speak into that more. Let him speak into your life more. Um, And like... Open up your hearts to, to hear what he has to say. And yeah, before I pray and we do that, I just wanted to, to read this verse from 1 John 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Like, we are his little children running around. And he doesn't care about perfection he just looks at us and he smiles and whether we run into a lamppost or whatever he's just 
there caring for us and protecting us and, and smiling and loving us. Whatever we get up to, he loves us. But as his father, through that love and out of that love, we sh- and through that, that love he gives us, we, we pour that love back to him. Out of that love, we, we listen to him and we follow him and we do what he says. And out of that love, we, we come to trust him. And we, we can come to say no to worry because our trust in him is so great that why would I need to worry about anything else? Because my father, he has it all sorted. So yeah, I'm just going to pray and just, yeah, open up your hearts to God and see how he's speaking to you right now. Yeah, Holy Spirit, come. You, you, Lord, God, are our Father. The King of the universe is our Father. And you love us. We are all your little children, and you love each one of us. And I just pray right now that you would just pour that love on us. That we would just know your love. Yeah, Father, and when your when your spirit speaks, we would just we would just listen to your voice. We would listen to your word, we would listen to your truth. And we would just pick it up and run with it. Because it's you're the one who spoke it. You're the one who breathed life on those words. Yeah, and when our when our minds are are full of thoughts and we're full of worry, let us just trust you. Why are we worrying? When you are our father, why are we worrying when you are our father? Help us know that love you have for us. Help us know that that you care for us. Let us know that love that you you poured out on us. And in a minute, um, we're going to have communion. And as we come to this table, my prayer for for each person in this room is that we would know that love of God. We would know the love of our Father. Like the Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ, God sent Christ to die for us. While we were far from God, while we weren't sending love back to him, he just loved us so much that he sent his son to this earth to die that we would have that, those elements of the kingdom of heaven, that we would be taken from that kingdom of darkness and placed into that kingdom of light. So yeah, as Nico comes up and leads communion, just let your hearts sit in the love of your Father, 
in the love of your heavenly Father.